Okay, hi. Let me not shuffle so much. All right, yeah, um, we're starting. We're here. This is the first podcast. I believe it's called I Hate Being 24, but if I've changed the name since then, then I guess you'll know. Yeah, I'm just going to start recording. I'm just going to start talking. My makeup is not really done the way I would normally have it if you're seeing a clip of this. If you're not, then my makeup does not matter at all. Yeah, I've got my little setup and I wasn't planning on recording, but I got everything set up and I was excited. So I was like, why not? Why not just record? Like, why am I out of breath? Oh my gosh. Okay. So honestly, we're just going to dive right in. And if there are questions later, I guess there are questions later. And yeah, I'm pretty pumped. So for this podcast, I basically want to talk about, and you'll hear, you'll find out what it's really like being in your mid-20s and how that feels, what that's like. I'm going to give it to you straight because you know what? Sometimes we're told not to complain, but sometimes we just need to complain. And that's, that's just the reality of it all. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about life and pop culture and being an adult <laughs> and such. Imagine I said adulting there. Like, imagine. Would I be crucified? <laughs> like, probably. Yeah, today we're going to cover moving across the country with my boyfriend. I just did air quotes, but if you're not looking at me, then that that does not matter to you quite literally at all. I'm just going to run through the story and talk about the experience of coming here. So... For those who do not know, and most of you probably don't, I grew up in Ontario, about 40 minutes outside of Toronto, and then I moved to Ottawa for university, and I lived in Ottawa for five years, about. So ever since I was in high school, actually since I was like 13, I was dead set on moving to California, and then when I got about halfway through high school, I was like, just kidding, I will never be moving to the United States with peace and love. And so then that kind of quickly turned into wanting to move to Vancouver. And upon realizing how much it costed to go to university out of province, I quickly decided that I would not be going to university in Vancouver. And I somehow ended up in Ottawa, which Honestly, if you know me, seems a little out of character, given how cold it is there and how much I hate the cold. But yeah, that's where I ended up. And so I kind of had this dream of moving to Vancouver, and I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it for a while. And then I was in my last job, which, should I say the job? Should I not say the job? Whatever. It was a corporate law firm, and I didn't want to work there anymore. And I had just been applying to jobs for months and months and months, and I decided for sure that I was going to move to Vancouver in October of 2021. <laughs> Literally time blurs together so much for me. Was it 2021? Yeah, definitely. October of 2021. I just, I was set on moving. And then, so I started applying for jobs, but reasonably I knew that even if I got something, it would be too soon to literally pack up my stuff and move across the country. And also I have a boyfriend and what am I going to do about that? <laughs> so I'd have been applying and applying. And then eventually I got a job offer in May of 2022. And it kind of worked out perfectly because my boyfriend had also wanted to move to Vancouver from well before he had even met me. So I was like, what are the odds that I'm dating this guy who before he even met me also wanted to move across the country 
and I just got this job offer literally to move in Vancouver to move to Vancouver so I was given three months to work completely remotely and then I had to move so at the very end of August slash beginning of September I had to be in Vancouver and at this point I live in Ottawa I need an apartment I need <laughs> I need a way to get there I gotta sell stuff bring stuff ship stuff etc so luckily my boyfriend which maybe I won't reveal his occupation and where he works just in case he doesn't want that out in the ether but he basically was able to just transfer to a different office in Burnaby, which if you are familiar with Vancouver, you'll know that that's like a close by neighboring city, essentially an extension of Vancouver. Um, so he was literally able to pack up and just switch offices, which could not have worked out better. I literally knew I was like, okay, this is meant to be because what are the absolute odds? So <laughs> we had a lot to do at this time. So at this point, it's like end of May and I need to be in Vancouver in end of August. So now I am in complete apartment hunt mode. All I'm doing day in and day out, literally on the clock, Loki, just looking <laughs> for apartments. And we finally found something and ended up ended up signing the lease without actually seeing it in person. We were gonna fly to Vancouver to check it out, but the flight prices were crazy. We literally only had two days to sign the lease and we just went for it and we got here and thank God it's beautiful and it worked out pretty much exactly as we hoped it would. So that was fantastic. Now, one little wrench in this plan of moving across the country was my boyfriend's dad. It was his 60th birthday over the summer and he had planned a trip to Cuba which uh, my boyfriend was going to be on his brother was going to be on other family members were going to be on and I was invited now this trip just happened to be mid-August when were we moving across the country end of August so <laughs> we literally had to pack almost all of our belongings except for the clothes we were going to wear for the next couple weeks and the clothes we were going to bring to Cuba we had to pack up everything I'm talking our beds I'm talking dressers I'm talking mattresses I'm talking clothes I'm talking majority of everything that I have ever owned <laughs> pack it up in a shipping container to be shipped across the country so that it would get there for the end of August and because we we're going to Cuba we had to live out of a suitcase <laughs> for a week or two before I we went to Cuba which was mid-August and then for the few days after Cuba, in which we would have our last few days in Ottawa before flying across the country. I literally had an air mattress that I then had to ship to my mom in Toronto the day I was moving because I had to sleep somewhere. And I had a suitcase full of clothes, a lot of which were summer vacation clothes for Cuba. So we had a lead up of packing an entire shipping container, which took an entire day, it was extremely stressful. And then we have this random vacation to Cuba, just like mid-August. And then we come back and I have like four days before I have to move. And I'm saying goodbye to friends. I'm trying to make everything work. And meanwhile, I'm still working full time during all of this, like not while I was on vacation, but before and after during all the move and getting this all ready. So that was a whole experience in itself. Would I recommend going on a week-long vacation um, approximately 
you know, the week before you're planning a cross country move? No, absolutely not. I would not under any circumstances. It was extremely chaotic, but it was a lot of fun and it was good to have that break from work, which I guess is nice. <laughs> So luckily, we fly to Vancouver, we get there, we stay in a hotel the first night we arrive in Vancouver because we have to get our keys from the building manager and we had to get them in person because they made us do like a home tour inspection situation before um, we could get the keys. So we stayed in a hotel the night we got to Vancouver. We got in super late and then had to get up early so that we could meet our building manager at our building for 9 a.m. And our shipping container was also dropped off there. So that was fantastic. I was also scared that someone was just gonna break into our like unattended shipping container that was just like on the street by our new apartment while we were on the other side of the country. But thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> All of our stuff got there safe. I don't think anything broke, which was, which was what I was super worried about. Out. but shout out actually not shout out because it was extremely expensive <laughs> but yeah luckily that turned out fine and then the day we got there we spent quite a bit of time actually we did it pretty fast we unpacked an entire shipping container that took us a day to pack in like two hours and then from there on we were in complete like unpacking mode get our life together mode because we flew in on a friday night and I still had to work the Monday morning. And again, this is after a cross-country move. Surely you get the point. <laughs> I moved across the country. You get it. So now we're gonna move into the segment that I'm calling Nightmare Neighbors. And do they live directly below me? Yes. Yes, they do. So we moved into a brand new apartment building. So people were still moving in around the same time that we moved in. People had moved in over the past few months, but the building was not at 100% occupation, capacity, whatever. So we move in on a Saturday. So Saturday evening, we're like putting my bed together or we're doing something. We may, may have shuffled a box across the floor for approximately seven to 12 seconds. And that was at maybe, maybe 10 or 11 p.m. I also scooted my bed three inches to plug something in. And that was maybe around midnight. Tell me why. Tell me why Monday morning, we had just moved in. We've been there a day and a half. Tell me why we have a noise complete complaint, whoa noise complaint from the people below us we're like huh we're like come again <laughs> we were like we've been here a day and a half we haven't done anything how do we have a noise complaint somehow between moving a box across the floor for seven to ten seconds while we were you know moving in was enough for the people below us to file a full-on complaint to the building managers and what pisses me off about this is because if you live in an apartment, when it comes to noise, you need to manage your expectations appropriately or don't live in an apartment. It's really that simple because you're gonna hear casual everyday noise. You're gonna hear a box move across the floor. You're gonna hear a laundry machine, etc. Like, and mind you, everyone is moving into this building. This is not news. This is not a, this like, this is not brand new. Like you're well aware. The building is not full. It just open like construction is going on next door like as we speak so this should not be an issue right 
right? Like you feel me? Like you need to be reasonable with the noise you're going to complain about. And also, if you hear one noise and your first instinct is to go complain to the building managers, then like, I don't know, maybe work on yourself, like have some tea. Like that is an insane problem. Like you're an insane person. Hate to say. So we carry on with our lives. I'm petty. I'm annoyed. And it's Monday. We just received the noise complaint. And Monday evening rolls around and I'm literally in bed. My boyfriend is in his office watching YouTube videos with headphones on. So no one in the apartment is making a sound. Cut to 1230 at night, 1230 in the eve, if you will. And we have a large, loud knock on our door. And I'm like in bed, so I'm ignoring all this. But my boyfriend walks to the door and lo and behold, it's our buddy boy from down below, our downstairs neighbor. He starts yelling, yelling in his face, yelling in my boyfriend's face that he needs to be quiet and it's enough and he can't deal with it anymore. And my boyfriend's like, do you want to come in and see what I'm doing right now? I'm watching YouTube videos with headphones on. My girlfriend is asleep. Tell me why my boyfriend is getting accosted at 1230 a.m., berated at 1230 a.m. And what is this neighbor doing? He's probably waking up the entire hallway and causing a disturbance when he's complaining that we're making noise. I've now come to the conclusion that I think he could hear my boyfriend's desk chair slightly roll back and forth while he watches YouTube videos. And that's what he's complaining about. Now, if you're someone who is going to complain about the noise of a desk chair that you can maybe sometimes hear above you slightly move out move out you should not be in an apartment building if you don't know how to act like if you can't act accordingly don't live here shape up or ship out i don't know what to tell you so that right there concludes the installment of nightmare neighbors <laughs> that we have endured while uh while living here so another thing that i want to get into is making friends as an adult like i feel like we all are in agreement that it's damn near impossible like if you don't make friends at work then what are you really left with and i know it's like you gotta join an extracurricular you gotta put yourself out there join a facebook group first of all Facebook is so archaic that it pains me that I literally need to log into facebook.com to attempt to like join a Facebook group that like hurts my soul a little bit. But you know, it's like, I'll do it. I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. Yeah, I feel like people don't talk about this enough. Like you need to have a core group of friends from like birth, or I guess you're just out of luck as an adult. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know. Not looking great not looking great sometimes the selection is just not looking the best no I'm like kidding but like you know now that we've touched on briefly I guess you would call it my lack of friends if you will <laughs> um, I'm gonna move into what it's been like living with my boyfriend and all that jazz so basically we decided to be big brain and we decided what we were gonna do was have two bedrooms two bathrooms now listen to me hear me out obviously I understand that in life you may need to share a room because of financial situations when you're a kid that's absolutely so normal not every kid is going to grow up with their own room not every kid is fortunate to have that be their reality and that i 1000 percent understand now tell me this if i have my own room as an eight-year-old child why is it that when i am 
a grown ass adult that just because I'm in a relationship, that means I have to share a room. Like, why do I have to start sharing as an adult? What we need to not normalize is sharing. I want my own room. I want my own space. <laughs> I want to be able to decorate the way I want to decorate. I want to be able to lay in my room and rewatch Dance Moms without a single complaint or interruption from any other human being. So normalize having separate rooms in a relationship. I genuinely feel like our living situation would not be working if we had to share a space all the time. Like I want to go in my room and collapse after a day of work. And sometimes you just want to be alone. Like what if I'm just trying to cry? And I feel like when I say stuff like this, people are like, oh my God, you hate your partner. You hate each other. You can't share a room, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's not about that. We both just like our space. And I would highly recommend to anyone, literally anyone ever to the masses near and far, get your own room when you move in with your partner, get your own room. And also your own bathroom too, if you're able. Obviously, we're not trying to be unrealistic. We're not trying to be ridiculous. If you're able to, because like, you know how it is sometimes like I'm, I need to, if I'm going to straighten my hair, right? Like I'm going to spend like two hours. This is a two hour or ordeal of washing, blow drying, straightening. If you get it, you get it. And like, what am I going to do? Hog a bathroom that I share for two and a half hours? Like while I'm listing to a podcast like I'm gonna have like Whitney Cummings on blast like while I'm shampooing my hair and then like someone else just like can't use the bathroom like no it's just not ideal you know so it's just like a whole thing highly 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 recommend having your own space it's just so much easier and then the nights that you want to sleep in the same bed you can and then the nights that you don't want to you don't have to like we'll often go to bed at different times or get up at different times. And this way we can each do our own thing and then still hang out with each other and see each other when we want to and when it works for us. So don't let anyone shame you into thinking you have to share a room because I'll tell you that's archaic. It really is. It's archaic. And you know what? I am not, I am not ashamed to say I don't like sharing. I don't, I don't want to share. Why would you want to share? For what? For what? I don't know. That's that's just what I think. And I think it's been what's really healthy for us and how things are working best for us. I feel like through my headphones, I can hear my computer like whirring. I'm like, girl, why are you being so loud? Why are you being so loud? I feel like it stopped. I don't know if there's like some weird computer whirring. I don't know. This is the first go, guys. Like we're figuring it out. We are figuring out here and now together. If you're hearing any weird background sounds, that would be my boyfriend living his life throughout the apartment. I'm still figuring out the audio situation and what's going to work and what's not. So honestly, mind your business. Like, and also if you're seeing clips of me and my makeup's not good or something's whack, like, no, it isn't. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to be actually, you know what? I don't want to be perceived. We don't talk about that enough. I don't want to be perceived. This is completely off topic, but can we talk about how crossing the street is so embarrassing? I think about this all the time and I feel like I've seen this on Twitter before, but honestly, walking in general, embarrassing. It's giving poor and like, <laughs> like I'm kidding, like not to shame anyone. Like I don't have a car. I'm not trying to shame anyone, but sometimes this is how my brain works. This is the anxiety that runs through my head. Sometimes when I'm walking down the street, 
and cars are driving past me, I'm like, it is so horrifying the amount of people that are perceiving me right now. Like, I can only perceive so many cars or get a glance at someone as they dr drive by, but people driving by, that like, too many people. Even on, like, a five-minute walk, I'm like, why are so many people seeing me right now? Why walking? So embarrassing. In my head, I'm like, these people in their cars are like, damn, that's embarrassing. All she has is her legs to rely on while I'm in my vehicle. <laughs> my vehicle. <laughs> a little bit of a tangent, walking, embarrassing. One of the many things that as someone in my mid-20s, I should not be embarrassed about walking down the street, but really it consumes me. I think about it a lot. It's so funny that I'm recording a podcast, but at the same time, I'm like the thought of being perceived horrifies me. Like out in life, no one look at me, please. Please, for the love of God. Also, moving back to the topic of moving across the country with your boyfriend and also slash living with your boyfriend for the first time, what has worked for me? Split up chores. It's so helpful. No one has to do everything. No one just has to cook. No one just has to clean. It's so handy. Like, for example, my boyfriend and I, neither of us really like to cook. It is so much effort to me. It's like, I'm going to go to work from 8.30 to 5. I'm going to get home at 6 on the days I come to the office and then I have to cook a meal. Sometimes, not to be dramatic, feels like the end of the world. So what's been really helpful is we each have been cooking twice a week in their meals that are multiple servings. So that way we have basically enough food for the week. Mine is breakfast, except I never really eat breakfast. It's usually like a granola bar and a dream. Um, I like to pretend that a chocolate chip chewy granola bar is healthy. I know it's not, but you know what? We're working on it. We can only do so much. So yes, each do chores. If you, um, you know, obviously do what works for you. If someone likes to cook, then they cook. Neither of us want to cook. So I guess we're both going to do it. Another thing too with cleaning, like I will always unpack the dishwasher, repack it, deal a bit more with dishes, and then he will always take out the garbage because you know why? I'm lazy. No, <laughs> but actually like one thing I learned about British Columbia or maybe Vancouver specific, they don't have garbage chutes here. Like in Ontario, in my last apartment, I'm used to walking like seven to 13 steps to the garbage chute down the hall, putting my garbage in and pretending it never happened, right? But here, when I asked the building manager when we toured this place virtually, if there was a garbage chute, she looked at me like I had three heads. So someone let me know, are garbage chutes like an Ontario thing? What's going on? I thought they were Canada-wide, worldwide, but apparently not. We have to march ourselves down to P1 <laughs> to the garage level and put all our garbage in the garbage room down there. To me, insane. Why they don't have garbage chutes, I don't know. But anyway, he handles the garbage and I will do the dishwasher and stuff, which I actually find really tedious, but I'd rather do that than the garbage. And he would also rather do garbage than the dishwasher. So works out kind of perfectly, kind of iconically. Yeah. Like, what's your guys take on dishwashers? <laughs> like, no, this is when you know it's the first podcast because I'm like, how do y'all? I never say y'all. Oh, my God. This we're crumbling apart at the seams. <laughs> this is first podcast energy. I'm like, how do you guys feel about dishwashers? What's your favorite dishwasher brand? What dishwasher detergent do you use? I actually could not even answer that for the life of me. I don't even know what dishwashing liquid is in my cupboard currently. Oh my god, this podcast is like divulging into nothing. There's no way I'm still on the dishwasher stuff. Okay, well, maybe moving on. 
I don't know what else I'll say about the living together situation. I'm sure once I wrap up, I'll think of a million more things, but just like, I don't know, be nice to each other, be considerate, and you'll be fine. I guess. I don't know your life. I don't know your relationship. You'll be fine. Good luck. I don't know. I'm I'm not here to give, give advice. I'm here to just be honest. Like none of us know what we're doing. And that is what turning 24 is all about. Knowing nothing, but pretending like we know everything. I guess. Yeah, maybe that's where we'll wrap for today. I think I'm going to talk about being a Gen Z next episode and how I do not claim that and I don't know if I fully identify as a Gen Z um feel more like a millennial but someone who's older than me listening to this probably thinks I sound aggressively Gen Z and if you think that maybe keep that to yourself I don't know I want I don't want to hear it anyway I guess thanks for listening um these will get better as they go on one would hope I guess that's that see ya